Genre. Hi everyone, welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the daily podcast where we are talking about the 1991 live-action Ninja Turtles sequel, The Secret of the Ooze, one junkyard foot fighting minute at a time. I am your host, Scott Tofty. It is minute, I don't know, what, 52? 52, let's say 52. Tuesday. uh, It's Tuesday. Turtle Tuesday. Although I now realize that I I did not invent the hashtag Turtle Tuesday, and I apologize for claiming I did last week. It's also Taco Tuesday. Oh, it is also Taco Tuesday. You know what I never saw the turtles eat? Taco pizza. Which is unfortunate. Mexican pizza. Taco pizza is awesome. I don't know that I've ever had it. I mean, it's just ground beef and nacho cheese on a pizza. Also, in this part of the country, usually taco pizza is made with cheesesteak beef, which makes it that much better. Yum. Mm. Do we ever talk about where your cheesesteak place of choice is? I don't think we ever have. No, where do you guys go? Oh, that's a that's a difficult. Having well, we're not me. In, we're not in the city, so. But there, there's there's like a as much as there is a hierarchy of cheesesteaks within the city. There's a probably an even wider hierarchy of suburb cheesesteaks. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys get Tony Luke out there? We have one Tony Luke's. I've never been T- there. Tony Luke's is kind of I don't know. Well, they the like reason- put broccoli on it. <laughs> it's like, what is this doing here? I think That's steak like and the, hoagie, right? We start Ste- to see those in New York every once in a while, the, the Tony Luke franchises. And I know that that's not my favorite cheesesteak, but anyway. But there's a small chain around here called Steak and Hoagie Factory. That and and nice. Lee's Hoagie House is good. Lee's, Lee's Hoagies are good, yeah. but their cheesesteaks aren't as good as Stogie. True. Stogie. It's, all, it's all in the roll, and I think Stogie has the better roll than yeah. everybody else. This minute of Philly flavor brought to you by cheesesteaks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, minute 52, we told you it uh, it happens in a junkyard. It starts in a junkyard with Michael, uh, Michael I was about to say Michael Jackson, Michelangelo. Oh. oh, God. Crawling out from under a dog pile of foot soldiers. Gee, if Michael g- Jackson crawled out a, uh, from underneath a dog <laughs> pile oh. in this movie, oh, I would God. just... Walk away. Whoa, run away, screaming. <laughs> Especially yeah. teenagers. I don't I don't like where this is gonna go. <laughs> Problematic. Oh, uh, right. we've that derailed terrible. already. Yeah, And uh, the minute ends with Donatello about to play baseball. Or question pool. mark. Pool, baseball. I don't know how you play pool, but that's not well, how he does, I play he, pool. Do, he does like a little, you know, like you know, the the the, the cue. Yeah, we'll like, we'll talk about it when we get there. Thing. We'll 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 go in order. Um, but the minute starts, and uh, the first bit that I really like in this minute is Donatello playing the old, uh, I don't even know what you'd call this game, one-upsman game here with the foot soldier and the bow staff. You win. I feel like this is how we used to pick, like, when we played baseball, like, what team would bat first. Yeah. Well, yeah, you like, play who got to baseball. Who got to pick first, you know, for, for teams. Yeah. And... You know, one hand on top of the other, on top of the other. Donatello runs out of stick to grab, and then he just like curls his fist and knocks this guy in the face. And that's a good looking punch right there. For as bad as the gut punch looked in the last minute, this one looks like it lands really nicely. <laughs> I just like that you win. <laughs> what a jackass. <laughs> Play stupid games with stupid prizes. That's a Corey Feldman joke right there. That would have I would have killed to hear that in his voice. 
or that you win. That feels like first movie Donatello. <laughs> to me, anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. Chris, how do you feel about that punch? Uh, you know, it's a little, it, it, it is, uh, it's okay. He, he does like a little jump to get up over the, uh, over the staff and like hit him square in the face. Um, you know, I guess he's like bleeding under his little mask. That's got to, you know, those full face masks. If you get a broken nose under that, that's, that has to suck. It's just blood everywhere. Smearing and absorbing. Yeah. yeah. Getting but into now, your eye. My, my, my favorite part is like right after that, like, uh, you know, you've got uh, splinter going and just kind of like turning around and sashaying away. And I'm like, wait a sec. You have the high ground and a bow with a quiver full of arrows and you're not helping at all like you know okay maybe he doesn't want to kill the teenagers that are good at martial arts especially teenagers but you know there is the guy there that he just previously killed that he could be like hmm maybe i should shoot that guy i mean to be fair he didn't actively kill the shredder right 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 uh casey actively killed the shredder (laughs) uh oops Mike, so I agree with you. I think it's it's interesting that Splinter just bails. And I, the reaction is what I have a problem with. Leo and Donnie look at each other and they're like, we're on our own. Sweet. Yay. Like, there goes all our help. And they're like, great. Awesome. We're happy for this. Like, wouldn't you be upset if the guy that just saved your backside just left you there? Surrounded by your enemies, including your zombie, uh, you know, master enemy that that uh, tried to kill you, that really kicked your butts the last yeah. time you fought him. Badly. Like, Dad just abandoned you guys in the junkyard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't see I don't see Shredder as much of a threat in this movie. I mean, he hasn't moved in several <laughs> episodes of Since this show. Since last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is he's like he's like half a chair away from just being Franklin Roosevelt. You know, <laughs> the disappointing part is knowing how excited Francois was Chow was. I too much at my own joke to get it right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the upsetting part about this is knowing how excited Francois Chow was uh, after speaking to him to, to get this role and to do the martial arts stuff, which he you know had previous training in. And you know at the time when we talked to him, he's like, I, I ended up standing around for most of it. And it didn't quite compute as that being so literal. Like, he's literally standing around for, like, 95% of the movie, standing (laughs) in one place, barely moving. It's just pointing and going, get them! Yeah. As an actor, how frustrating must that be? Yeah, I can imagine that being pretty frustrating. Like, you think being in a turtle suit sucks. Like, you're, you're the main bad guy of the film. You don't get to do anything. No, and when you do get to do something, oh, time to bring in the pro wrestler. Yeah, exactly. We'll get there later on at some point. Kevin Nash, get a hold of us. We want to talk to you. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, so now we get to the point where Shredder's had enough of this garbage. Leonardo and Donatello are excited they're on their own. Apparently, they're excited that Splinter trusts them to take care of this. But uh, Shredder's like, forget that. Mom says him. we're old enough to stay home by ourselves. Yeah. Shredder's calling in the big guns. Uh, and he calls for Toka and Razor, and they kick a wall down. Yeah. Which, that reveal shot is pretty great of this wall like falling down yeah. towards camera. Toka! How do you think he got them to stay so quiet in there up until this point? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he gave them candy. <laughs> They're playing with Legos in there. <laughs> he told them he would Duplo. love the one that was the quietest. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, we're going to play the quiet game. Adam, you're going to make an excellent parent someday. <laughs> Whoever stays the quietest will earn my love. <laughs> oh, God. He just gave them like a, a bag full of hard candy. Like, now you have to finish all this hard candy <laughs> oh, no. before I call your name. Oh. You have to do it quietly. Clearly, they're oh, mutants man. because no normal child could stay quiet for that long. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what? That gets me to something that I, I can't believe. I don't think we talked about this. Like, I, I've been, you know, re listening to this and I'm kind of astounded that it never came up. So, in the first movie, um, the ooze goes down the sewer and it falls on the turtles while they're babies. And so, when they mutate, they become slightly larger, larger anthropomorphized turtle babies. They're still baby-sized. Why on earth are Toka and Razar like professional wrestler-sized? Because this movie's only 33 minutes long, man. <laughs> also, in the first movie, they just were exposed to an empty container. In this movie, uh, Professor Perry had like a whole meth lab of stuff he was putting the ooze through. That's so awesome. sort of super ooze. He's right. He's right. What? He's right. They're both right. Yeah, yeah. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I'll accept that. You can accept and I it. Think, I think we may learn later that maybe this ooze wasn't all it was as it Cracked seemed. up to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe oh, maybe oh, it I'm, was tampered I'm with. I'm remembering that. something. Mm, some foreshadowment. Ah. Rachel. <laughs> foreshadowment. Good. Foreshadowing. Shadowment? Foreshadowment. Foreshadowment. It's the new word. Uh, it was foreshadowed. Sounds like a makeup color. <laughs> and flavor. It was foreshadowed. Foresh the thing is, the turtles kind of forgot about. <laughs> uh, Gives you dark contours, but also uh, menthol. Regular or menthol? <laughs> <laughs> For that cooling sensation. It tastes like a York peppermint patty. Um, so they kick the door down. Door falls. Cloud of dust. Very ominous. Monster noises happening. Rawr. And they do this. There's some great body language here with Toka and Razar. They're like stretching out, and you can kind of see Razar like getting like big and swole. I guess that's what the kids are calling it now. <laughs> and they're they look very intimidating. <laughs> they're dummy thick. And not to mention the reaction shots on the turtles' faces. Every single one of these puppets looks totally astonished. At 26 seconds in, this is the best that the Donatello face has looked in the entire movie. Um. <laughs> So Toka and Razar, they've got their battle armor on now. They're ready to go. Toka does this thing with his head. He, like, bites at the air. Uh, Adam, you said something earlier that you thought there was a hand in Toka, like a hand controlling the head. I could be wrong, but it does, f like, it moves and feels like it's a, it's a hand-operated puppet. Yeah, it, and he's kind of hunched a little bit to the it left. It could like, be. I think it might be. I think you might be right. Like maybe some shots it is and some it isn't. Yeah, I'm curious as to the mechanics of that one because I'm almost wondering if it's like a big bird situation where oh. there's like a string and a Hang pulley on. contraption that controls the other hand. Let me. Th oh, if you look at his right arm, his right arm doesn't really move as naturally as his left arm. Yeah. Like if very you look interesting. At, at like 30 through 33 seconds. Yeah, no, I'm like his right it's arm like, is just kind of hanging loose. Yeah, Shredder's still in the background, not moving in these shots when Michelangelo delivers the uh, the line of the minute. Didn't we see these guys on WrestleMania? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just like in the smack dab center of the frame too. Yeah, like he didn't need to be there. He didn't need to be in the shot. Like we know he's in the junkyard. 
Just thinking of the WWE roster of the time, who did Mikey think these guys were? I was thinking that, which is the why Barbarian, have... Haku, the Berserker. Oh, what were those guys uh, in I the eighties that it, had like it, the big shoulder pads with spikes? Legion well, of you're Doom. You're thinking of Legion of Doom, which wasn't on. I actually have the card for WrestleMania Seven, which was the WrestleMania from 1991, and my first WrestleMania. Oh, you know what? Yeah, Legion of Doom was on this card. It was Legion of Doom versus Power and Glory. But Demolition oh, was right. also on the card, as well as Good the Lord. Nasty Boys. So Wait, if you who combine did, those three tag on. teams. Time out. Who oh did Demolition God. fight at that one? Because they were... Were they good guys in that one? Oh. Uh, Generico... Uh, it was a, a Japanese tag team. I'm not going to butcher these guys. I don't even remember that match, and that's like my favorite WrestleMania ever. It was probably a job, but... Oh no! The huh. it was a four minute and forty four second match. Was it the Orient Express? No, because uh, Demolition was with Mister Fuji. They were with Fuji. Okay, huh? Oh, God. But anyway, you had guys like okay. So if we run down that card, I'm sorry, Chris. We're going to talk wrestling for a brief minute. <sighs> Chris, put your headphones on. Go whistle a jaunty tune. We'll let you know when we're done. No, but honestly, I think it's a I think it's an amalgamation of the the Nasty Boys, Demolition, and Legion of Doom. Well, and they've got the size of Hulk Hogan. There's a little bit of Ultimate Warrior in Razor, right? A little bit. Yeah, he's got the arm tassels. Which one of them is the Marty Jannetty in this tag team? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'm Michael saying Razor. I think Razor's the Jannetty. <laughs> I'd just like to point out that Chris is actually whistling right now. Yeah, we'll let him know when we're done. Uh, Adam, what was your favorite match on WrestleMania 7? Uh, let's see. Um... I always loved the Nasty Boys when I was a kid. Um, there's so much going on in this. In this, because there's that Hogan Slaughter. Hogan Slaughter's classic. At the, at the peak of the Gulf War, when Slaughter is, they brought him back to the company to be an Iraqi sympathizer. Yeah, and he was like a follower of Saddam Hussein. <laughs> yeah, and they Which brought the just... Iron Sheik back and changed his name too. Yeah, as like one of his buddies. But so then, there's that. But then there was also. Um, Ultimate Warrior versus Randy Savage. Retirement match. That retirement match. And I think the best thing about that match, some of the best storytelling, uh, that's like, it's one of those moments that you're like, you know what? Wrestling is great. It was during that match, they kept cutting to Miss Elizabeth in like the second row. Yep. And she was like, you know, worried about Savage. Yeah. I love those moments. In well, and they had been cutting to her all night. But then you have like Mr. Perfect versus the Boss Man was on that card. The Rockers yes. versus Haku and the Barbarian. Classic like little guy versus big guy tag team. The British Bulldog versus the Warlord, which is a surprisingly <laughs> good match for two big guys. Jake Roberts versus Rick Martell in a blindfold match. Oh, right. That was the blindfold match. Yeah, that was a good card, man. Oh, yeah. That was when like... um. Uh, Jake went blind <gasps> for whatever reason. Yeah, because he sprayed him with the. Uh, it was the arrogance. Was Rick Martel sprayed? Was <laughs> was Virgil versus DiBiase on this card? Uh, yes. Virgil with Roddy Piper versus. Uh, yeah, versus that's right. Because Roddy Piper was like his trainer. And then the Mountie versus Tito Santana. Oh yeah, that was the, there were a lot of matches job back right then. before Hogan Slaughter. All right, should we let Chris come back now? Yeah, probably. All right. Hey, hey, Chris. Oh. Huh? What? Hey, we're back. Oh, good. My lips were getting really tired. <laughs> what were you doing? Um, whistling. Oh, okay. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so we have Toka and Razor here 
and and we get the WrestleMania line from Mikey. And then the Turtles do that stupid thing that they do sometimes where they're like, oh, well, we're going to go at them one at a time because we haven't learned Just our lesson like from Shredder. the last movie. And uh, walk us through what happens. Rachel, who's the first one to go there? Is it Raph? Sorry, I wasn't looking. <laughs> oh. uh, here I am teeing you up. Sorry. So so Raph is the first one yeah. to go. The bigger they and, are. Uh, Flying sidekick. Oh. And again... His headband is pinned to his neck. They mu- that must be a conscious costume decision. Yeah. Why? Yeah, they're probably hiding something. I don't know what that or would be. Or maybe at this point in the movie, the there was just a lot of seams that they didn't feel like fixing, so just they just glued that on there. Well, we have been complaining about the neck seams in this. Maybe they during dailies, <laughs> they were like, hey, can we do something about these neck seams? Yeah. Yeah, it is a little less noticeable. Oh my god! At forty-five seconds in, Donatello's face. <laughs> oh my god! Um, but I almost wonder. We're also seeing each turtle with <laughs> the the sort of strands of their bandanas over each shoulder. Do you think it was that important to the costumers that the bandanas fall in this very specific way? Maybe and I that's mean, like, why it, they're it, pinned. It might have something to do with. Uh, I don't know, like the way the shoulders join the torso or something. That's so weird. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> Raphael says, the bigger they are. You're right. And, though, uh, this, this pose of Donnie when Raph's going, the bigger they are, he's like crouched yeah. over. And is, once again, we, we see way more of the whites of his eyes than we should be. <laughs> but he's got this like apprehensive almost smile. And he's like wincing <laughs> a little. He is wincing, yes. He's like he's like when hiding and shrugging off. Yeah, that bit about like seeing the whites of his eyes. Like when his eyes are going to the right, like looking at Raphael. Like he just looks like he looks like a country time bear. He looks like yeah. He looks like he's pooping in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> like someone just caught him pooping in the woods. Ah uh, man, I'm. Oh, if I could change one thing about this movie, if I had the the ability to go back in time and just change one thing, I think I would just replace the Donatello head. I think that would be it's probably the most distracting thing in this film. Either yeah. that or hire yeah. Corey Feldman. Uh, I yeah. would uh, put in Bebop and Rock City. Yeah, that too. Okay, fair, fair. <laughs> if I that's my one thing to change, that's what I change. Rachel, what's your one thing to change? Oh, probably Bebop and Rock Steady. Adam. I would probably add about 10 minutes worth of movie to this. Oh, that might help. Yeah. All right. You know, I guess that counts real... as changing one thing. Yeah. Oh, just... wait. I, I take it back. I would put Casey Jones. In this oh, movie. yes. Okay. That would be good. Very good. Like if Casey Jones had saved them with a lawn dart after the Ralph Nader line. Oh, ooh, no. I take it back. I would have it uh, MC Hammer at the end. <laughs> instead of, <laughs> instead yes. of vanilla? Instead of vanilla ice, I would nice. have Hammer. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like Hammer had much more draw too. Like, plus he was already in it... the first movie on the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, he, I, is he? Oh, I don't think he has anything on the, on this soundtrack. But yeah, like he was he was probably they probably couldn't get Hammer. And yeah, they, they settled with. Or he probably wanted too much money, and Vanilla was like, "I'll do it for." Nothing. Or was this the same year that Hammer did the end credits for Adam's Family? We talked about this, didn't we? Yeah. I don't know. I don't Look remember. it up. Google it. In the meantime, uh, we'll Raphael talk about Adam's family decides minute, to take a flying leap into Razor 
He says, the bigger they are, he goes to kick, and the the giant dog man doesn't move. And the punchline of the joke goes to Michelangelo, who says, the more <laughs> bones they break. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then the next one up is Donatello. And then once again, he decides to do this, like, my, my bow staff is a Q-stick <laughs> thing. Except here's where I get confused. He, he, he greases up the Q-stick, right? And you'd think, oh, he's going to, like, poke him in the tummy because it's a Q-stick. Well, whatever. But then he goes up and he starts treating it like a baseball bat. He's mixing up his sports. You know, he does machines. I don't think he plays sports. <laughs> he doesn't He doesn't does sports. <laughs> he, he's not a jock. <laughs> Clearly. He doesn't have a Jose Canseco bat. A Jose Canseco bat! While Donatello is chalking up his bow, Leonardo does this, like... NWO points to Razor thing in the background. <laughs> he does. He does. He's like got his hand. He's like using both. He's like pointing with one hand and the other hand is up like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so Donnie is about to tee up at home plate. See if he's going to mix up his sports that I'm going to also. And uh, he's about to take on Toka. And then our minute ends. So we don't know what happens. Oh, no, I bet it. Uh, yeah, it's going to be funny. Whatever it is. I'm sure everything will be fine and they'll skip off into the sunset together. <laughs> they all become fast friends. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this is just a turtle meat cute. Yes. Why couldn't Toka have just been Slash? Oh, that would have been great. Like, I don't know. That would have been an easy one. What giant mutant snapping turtle? Sure, just make it Slash. I, he- I don't know. <sighs> the what ifs are endless. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's somebody we should try to get. We should try to get the uh, the writer and just and just be like, why not be up in Rock City, guys? I don't. See, I, I don't. I, I don't think there was a writer on this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- there's one credited. Really, there is a writer credited or screenplay credited. I should mm-hmm. say. Um, mm-hmm. this is probably like a studio slash toy company decision. Yeah, because this, this script uh, it reads like a round table of people wrote it. Yeah, so it's it's written by Todd W. Langan, right? Huh. Uh, there's a lot 50, of producers. Fifty something minutes in, and I don't think we've mentioned his name yet. Yeah, well, I mean, there's probably a reason for that. It's not very well written, but we've talked about him before. Todd W. Langan, I don't think has done a lot. He wrote for the Wonder Years. He wrote several. Well, actually, he was. I'm sorry, he didn't even write. He was story editor on a bunch of stuff for Wonder Years. He he wrote a couple after that. He wrote Ninja Turtles, and he wrote the Ninja Rap for this one too. He like wrote the lyrics to Ninja Rap apparently, or co-wrote with mm-hmm. Vanilla Ice. But he doesn't have a lot of credits on his IMDb. It's kind of like it's short. I don't know if that's by design or choice or fate or what, but uh, listen, the last thing that he did was in 1992, and it was a TV series called Motormouth, hmm. which apparently also had a ninja rap in it. Is this a, Was this a TV show about movies? Hmm. I, I don't know. I don't... I'm, I'm very confused. Somebody go to the YouTube... Yeah, I don't know what Motor Mouth is, but it appears that a lot of people are playing themselves in it. Oh, then so, it's, yeah, it's some sort of a talk show or something. A British 
thing. It was it was a oh yeah from the from the UK. All right. So anyway, the writer of Turtles two, uh, you know, I, not perhaps celebrated for his long and uh, noted career. But hey, if you're out there. Get at us. We'd like to talk to you. Oh, I mean, no. I talked to him. I'm, I'm curious why the decisions were made and what they based this on because, I mean, I have no idea. And, and like, look, like I said, um, he may not have a long IMDb, but the first screenplay is his also. And that one's awesome. Hmm. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know, man. We, we, we talk about how great the writing is in the first one and... Uh, something tells me that there was probably someone in his ear yeah, giving I, I, him a lot of ideas for the second one. Let's put it that way. This is why I'd love to get my hands on these two scripts just to see how different they are, like where they started and what we ended up with. Because well, I feel like a lot of this stuff is kind of ad lib. A lot of it was done in post, probably to punch it up. Like yeah. a lot of the dialogue is kind of, I feel like on, it. it, it almost feels improv but it probably wasn't but i feel like a lot of it was done as it went along yeah so listeners out there i we're gonna we're gonna throw this out to you guys if anyone knows where we can get a copy of the shooting script of of these movies point us in that direction i don't even care if it's a digital copy i just want to read it because we've even interviewed a couple people who have said that the the scripts were very different in tone than what the movies ended up being so I, I I tend to I'm on your side with this one, Adam. I think it probably is a different experience to read it than it is to uh, to see it. You know what I do have, and I gotta dig it out. I think I have like the child novelization of Secret of the Ooze. Weird. Mm. And I don't know if it's based more on the script or if it's based more on the actual film. I might have to take a look for that and, and see what I can find. Um, but but that's the end of our minute. So I guess this is as good as any uh, a place to wrap it up for the day. Yep. Sounds like a good time to end. All right. Well, make sure you guys go to DuelingGenre.com. Oh, excuse me. Bless you. Holy cow. My voice just stopped there for a minute. DuelingGenre.com slash support if you'd like to become a Patreon supporter. I know we have not put up a lot of Ninja Turtle bonus content, but believe me, there's extra Back to the Future, extra Spider-Man, extra Cornetto Minute stuff up there. Scott if you like the podcast, Yeah, if you like the podcasts uh, on Dueling Genre Network, then you should become a patron. You get access to our movie reviews, our our Google Hangouts, all the cool things that we do over there if you become a Patreon. Uh, bonus Geek by Night content, all kinds of fun stuff. So go over there, duelinggenre.com slash support, at TMNT Minute on all social media, and uh, duelinggenre.com slash Amazon if you want to buy stuff and make sure we get a little bit of the money so we can keep our website going. For the crew here at Ninja Turtles Minute. I am Scott. This is Chris, Rachel, and Adam, and we will say goodbye. We'll see you Wednesday when very special guest will be joining us. Drum roll, please. Yeah. Ralph from Cake Boss is going to be making his way back onto the show this week, ladies and gentlemen. So if you want to hear from, from our good buddy... Yeah, our good buddy Ralph Atanasia, he's going to be on. I got to hang out with him in person uh, a couple weeks ago. We'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about the, this, you know, the premiere of the new season of Cake Boss, and we'll talk about his love for all things Bebop and Rocksteady. So uh, I imagine he's going to have a lot to say. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. All right. Goodbye, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Oh, it's Kawabunga in whistle form. Oh, I get it I see now. what he did there. I get it. <laughs>